Spillers. My name is Ryan McGregor and I'm the host of Spill the Syrup and we are now in season two. I am so excited because I have my friend Orla Martin here as our first guest of our first episode of season two. Hey Orla. Hi Ryan. Thanks so much for having me back. First returning guest. Don't mind first guest of the season instead. (laughs) Love it because you are so awesome and people love hearing from you and you're one of my closest friends. So we definitely need to catch up and talk about 2022. And I saw your Instagram post about manifesting all these great things like self-care and like recipes and more things. Yeah. 22 about is about being that girl, very that girl aesthetic via TikTok. Yes. So what's new in your life? What are you looking forward to this year? Since so I should recap for all the listeners. You were on the episode about friendship and we talked about that. So please go check out that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. So what's new in your yeah, life? Yeah, go go check out episode one, season one for all the hot original tea. So yeah. Yes. 20... <laughs> so oh my god, so much has changed. Um, since I've got my house, my new house, I got, I got a promotion at work. I've cut off all my hair. I'm bald now, like very Sinead O'Connor vibes. So yeah, big changes. Yeah. You, you're so brave. I'm really not. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that style. I love the confidence. Uh, sometimes change is good. You need to change it up. And your hair is like the first thing that sometimes people see about you. So it's, a huge form of expression absolutely completely agree with you on that one and you're moving up in the world you're independent and you're progressing 100% independent gal as always yeah I want to do that too I think that's what this year is about is progressing and being like just acknowledging that okay I need to get my shit together and how do I do that 2022 the year of becoming the best versions of ourselves yeah it is and one thing actually that really helps me lately that I've discovered is writing things down because before I had nothing like to hold myself accountable for and when you write it down you see it and then you can say that you've done it or check it off and as well as just being organized so that's my advice to everyone out there before we get into the contents of today's episode is write things down because then you can look back on it and be like, Oh, okay. See how your thought pattern has progressed. I don't know. I just think it's great for also your own spirituality. Also what's good in that note is doing like a vision board of what you want to achieve for the year, because then you have like a visual image of what exactly is important and what you want to get out of the next 12 months. Absolutely. I've heard people doing that, but I've never done one. And so actually that makes me inspired to do it. And I think it just makes everything more real. Oh my God. Should we each do one? And then you can post it for the listeners to see on on the Insta page. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Yes. And inspire everybody to do one. Yes. We're going to do that. So stay tuned for that on Spill the Syrup on Instagram. 
And yeah. if you're not following, go follow because it's the best page on Insta. Just thank saying. you. That's so nice. I I love the the reels. I just think they're so fun. Oh, they're the best. Like they're so funny. I love them. Thank you. <laughs> well, please let me know what you think. As always, any feedback from the syrup spillers is always appreciated because I want to hear from you. And please approach me. 100%. Yeah. Oh, it's an open space. You're with friends. It is, it is an open space. Yeah. And it's a comfortable, inclusive space. We're going to talk about scams because I was scammed <laughs> recently. And, you know, scams are mm-hmm. something that happens to the most vulnerable people in our society, typically. And it's pretty ruthless. These people that carry out these scams, whether they're large scale or just like small time, like they don't really have any empathy. They don't really care who it hurts. They see it as money and they see it as a business. And some of them will actually like laugh at how they've gotten away with the things they did. Yeah, they're complete psychopaths. Like there is, it doesn't matter what age you are what your background, how much money you have in the bank, they will target anybody. And that is coming from someone who works in banking and I actually work in fraud. So hence why we've decided to talk about scams today. Yeah, well, I think you'll be great to for me to bounce these ideas and my story off of because, and I want to tell this story to everyone that's listening because hopefully somebody out there can relate to this. So I'm going to try to summarize it and try to explain this story. So I had ordered an Uber from to go home from my job and I brought it up on my phone and it came up that a driver was on its way and it said like one minute or whenever it was to arriving. And then all of a sudden I didn't see, it didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. It didn't say where the driver was It didn't say how far the driver was away or anything. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So I was looking around for the driver. Maybe they had just pulled up. Didn't see the license plate anywhere. So then I tried to message the driver in the app and was like, oh, I don't see you. And the driver responded in the app that said Uber. All official looked like it was real which would later I would find out was actually a product of social engineering. I I just gotten some bad news. I had to go home. I was in distress. So I wasn't really thinking clearly. So when the, so I just thought there was something wrong with the app. The app had not refreshed itself. There was some kind of bug in the app. And so I I waited a few minutes, nothing had changed. And the driver said to me, oh, uh, you need to reset. You need to send me a code, rather. And I said, oh, maybe something had happened and my account was not, I was getting locked out of my account. I don't know. Well, I did end up getting locked out of my account. But I just thought I needed to send this code to link up with the driver. I don't know why I thought that. So, you're, you know, I just want to point this out before I talk about this, because You think, we all think that we're so smart that we could not possibly get scammed, that it only happens to not intelligent people. But that is not true. 
we'd like to think that, but sometimes we fall for things and that's, we are vulnerable and that's when they swoop in and do what they do what they do. So anyways, I had texted him that code, but then I didn't hear from the driver any, anymore. I was like, what's going on? And then the driver was like, what's your flight confirmation number? So then I knew that something was wrong because I was like, why do you need to know that? So, and like, also, if you've ever been to, anyone out there has ever been to LA, they, I believe that they have a system with Uber and Lyft where you need a code to get into the car. So that I might like, because there's a drop, a drop off or a pickup section. So Mm -hmm. that, I think that was also going through my mind when he was asking for this code. But what ended up happening was, is Mm -hmm. he had actually made me reset. I'd given him the code to my account to change my phone number. So that's what I had done. So I had given him this code that you're not supposed to share, which I acknowledge is completely my fault. I should not have done that. And so then I see on my account, there's no Uber driver that's coming to get me. And I have just been charged all these Uber cash transactions, BC Uber cash. And then I was like, okay, $50 and $50 and $50 and $50. And I think it worked out to be, it was over $350 that they had taken out. Oh my gosh. Between all the credit cards and all the payments on the account. So then after that, I was locked out of the account because the scammer with the code that I had given him had changed the phone number. So, and actually had turned on something called two factor authentication, which Uber, by the way, is very confused about when I tell them about it. They don't seem to know what it is. They seem to be very confused, (laughs) even though it's very simple what it is. It's just, an enhanced security system whereby you need to have two ways of proving your identity. One of which is a code that probably pops up on the app, which at this point I would no longer have access to because I was locked out. So anywho, so I get home and I call Uber and I tell them that I've been locked out of my account, that there's a driver posing a driver posing as an uber driver not an actual driver but a scammer (laughs) going around do you want do you want the scammer (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that they have just that all these transactions are fraudulent and can you please lock my account or can you please reset the password for me and change the phone number back to my original phone number. And this is where all the problems start because their response was, oh, oh, you need to call the fraud department. You need to, we need to get in touch with the fraud department. There's nothing I can do about this. So you're telling me you can't stop them right now. They have my cards right now, my financial information. They are using my account probably for for rides because I have a legitimate account. They're using my name to do God knows what, pretending to be me. Thank goodness I didn't have a picture of myself on there. That would have been gone out there. Like it's my personal data being used for scammers and they did not seem concerned about it. They were like, oh, well, you 
the fraud department will be in touch with you in 48 hours. Until then, there's really nothing I can do about it. They're the experts, and I don't really know much about that, and I can't really do anything for you. So you're telling me you can't, you can't lock the account. No. You can't change my phone number back to the original number on the account. No. You can't remove the credit cards and all the payment information from the wallet. No. I'm like, well, what are you good for then? What can you do? <laughs> what can you do? This is, this is terrible. <laughs> and this is actually a reflection, I think, on customer service in the era of COVID. I think a lot of people, I think there's not a lot of respect for the consumer. The consumer comes last. The customer comes last. Like, they're, like, I've, I've already figured out what was going on. I've taken the initiative to say, mm-hmm. this is what's happened. My account's been compromised. It's fraud. Can you do something about it? So I waited the 48 hours or whatever they said to expect a call back from the fraud department. Of course, there was no call back from the fraud department. It never happened. It still never happened. Instead, there's a whole email chain of me that I went through where I, I started the email chain. Help, my account has been hacked. So this chain of emailing went back and forth and back and forth. And I got so many different responses. Oh, Ryan, can you send us the last four digits or six digits of the credit card? Can you send us your name? Can you send us a screenshot of the transactions? Which, by the way, is a lot of work. That took like an hour of like screenshotting and sending it and attaching attachments and and, and then I sent it to them, still hear nothing, sending them a lot of my personal information. And then they send back messages like, oh, can you just please update the payment information on the account so that the transaction that's currently pending can go through? And I was furious. I was like, yeah, this $6 in Swiss francs that was paid in cash you want me to update the payment information so that you're going to let that dodgy transaction go through after I've just sent you a message saying that this account is fraudulent. It, it just made me so mad. I was like, are you not listening to me? Do you not know what you're doing? Are do you not, are you not aware of the security flaws in your app? Like this is a very serious thing. So just messages back and forth. And, and then they didn't understand what two factor authentication is. Oh, Ryan, you should reset your password. I can't. I cannot reset the password. I don't know the phone number on the account. But they keep telling me I need to reset my password. I'm like, you don't understand. Two-factor authentication was turned on. You need to turn it off. Oh, we can't do that. It's your app. Who could possibly do it if you can't do it? Nobody else can possibly do it. And by the way, the most helpful party in this whole situation was the bank. Because the bank reversed all the charges. The bank didn't question and and ask me and judge me and say, well, you shouldn't have done that, which I shouldn't have. I know that. But okay, you live and you learn. Like the bank was just like, this is fraud. We're going to have a charge back on all the charges. So thank goodness for that because Uber didn't do that. And then I'm still receiving messages from them being like, oh, We take this very seriously. I'm like, I don't have access to the account. I don't think you understand. I have been without access to this account. I cannot use it. I cannot use Uber. I cannot use Uber Eats. And to be honest, after this whole experience, why would I want to? They don't seem to care that I can't use the account and that it's been locked out of. 
it's going to stay locked out because they're not going to they're not going to give me access to it and it was a whole big process mm. because when i first called them the phone number wasn't registered to an that to an uber account because again they changed it so i had to call through owen's phone number my partner owen and then they had the audacity to say oh this number isn't associated with the uber account we can't we wouldn't be able to do any of this anyways because the person that's calling hasn't verified their identity i was like are you kidding me are you actually kidding me right now? Very. <laughs> it's very, that wasn't me. It was Patricia vibes by Uber. <laughs> true. True. That's exactly it. So I don't know if I left anything out of this story. And in the whirlwind way that I just told it, that's the story. So the story is, I don't got no Uber. Probably serves me right. Story is. <laughs> Ryan got Joanne the scammered to the max and Uber is like nah that wasn't me that was Patricia at the end of the day <laughs> yeah exactly so now I guess I have to use Lyft and alternatives to that which I might I need to just actually start using taxis again to be honest I stand a good taxi I, I I don't use Uber here in Belfast it freaks me out like I refuse to use it everyone's like you're living in the stone age and I'm like yeah and I will stay in the stone age I'm quite happy here no thank you Uber well it's not regulated no it freaks me out like <laughs> when I ordered that one um going home after I was in Toronto last time I was there see you guys the guy like that was the Uber driver literally nearly got us killed on the motorway the way he was like zooming in and out of lanes and I was like no thanks Uber never again no thank you oh my gosh well to be honest like as I say it's not regulated it's probably very easy to start yeah. Ubering and they're not I can see it from this situation from them. There's nobody that's accountable for anything. And they're a big corporation. They make lots of money. So it's really concerning to me that they do not care about these sort of situations. Even when I literally put the information in front of them and told them, I have been scammed. I have done all the work for you. The fraud department doesn't need to do anything because, bitch, I am the fraud department. I've already investigated. <laughs> I've already told you what's going on. Here's the tea, honey. It's already been spilled. Here's the tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> coming, coming at them with the receipts. <laughs> uh -huh. Ex literally coming at them with the receipts. And they don't even seem to appreciate that effort that I put it's into. Like, it was like a real housewife reunion gone wrong. Yeah, it literally was. Nobody was getting heard. We were just going back and forth and I was actually getting I was really annoyed at them like I, I I believe like okay it's not their fault obviously in customer service I've worked in customer service my whole life so I, I get that you need to you need to say things mm -hmm. a certain way in a certain way properly to in order for your concerns to be directed to the right people to get the de right desired result that you should this after a while of them messaging me back and getting different people messaging me back. Like it, none of the threads would seem to be connected. I was like, this is ridiculous. You guys are actually, you're taking the piss. Mm. Like by emailing me back and saying, Oh, just reset your password. No, I told you that. I told you that. No, so I don't I understand what you don't <laughs> understand about that. I honestly do not. And it's just very frustrating from a customer's perspective. Yeah. 
It's like you weren't being listened to. They just, just disregarded anything you said and just went off their own tangent. They did. They just went off on their own tangent. <laughs> you would never do this. Absolutely you not. You would get the job done. 100%. Sorted. All done. Bish, bash, bosh. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, what do you think of, like, I feel like we should give our listeners, like, scam protection advice. I don't, would you have anything to give? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> of course I do deal with it every day. Um, but no, like the main ones are, you need to be really careful about what you put your online, inf- like your banking information into. Like if you get a random text message or like an email with a link on it, claiming to your, be your bank, it's not going to be the bank. The bank could never ask you for that kind of things. Um, you need to be really like the big massive one that I've seen lately is, um, people are getting scammed via WhatsApp or Instagram. So people are getting their accounts taken over on Instagram by scammers. And then the scammers are messaging like actual, like your actual followers being like, hi, I need help. Can you, I need to, can you send me some money? And then the people are actually thinking that it's genuinely the person, like their mate and they're sending the money across and it's not them like. Or it's the same thing happened on WhatsApp. Um, people are getting text messages being like, hi, mom. Hi, dad. I've broken my phone. So don't try and text back to this phone. This is my new number now. But like I'm, I'm locked out of my bank account. And is there any way that you can send this money to my mate? And then um, I'll get you paid back within 24 hours. And again, it's a scam. Oh, my God. It's not them at all. Yeah. Yeah. So like they'll try and ring the number and stuff like that. People try and ring the number. And of course, they're not going to answer because it's not the real person. But they're not given actually any actual information about their kid or they're not given actually any concrete information about their mate and stuff. So you need to be like really careful if anyone like comes at you and asks you for money. I would suggest that if it's off a random account or like double verify it, like if it's on Instagram, text them or phone them. And make sure it actually is genuinely the person asking for the money. Yeah. Because it is a major one at the moment. Yeah. And like you, any anyone could easily be done by the likes of that. Like if your mate asks you on Insta for a lend of a few quid, you're gonna think of them. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. And Instagram, I feel like this is happening a lot lately with Instagram where people are saying, Oh, this isn't even me. This is a fake account that someone's created to be me. So if they can do that mm-hmm. and do something I think that's illegal. I think that's literally stealing someone's identity. That's impersonating somebody else. It is impersonation. Yeah. yeah. It's impersonate, impersonation scams. Yeah. So if they can do that, they can sure do more and be like, oh, try to get, like you said, send messages asking for money and making up all these reasons. Yeah. This is why we have trust issues. In 100%. the age of the internet, like it's very possible for all this to happen. Like, and WhatsApp too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. The bit the, the WhatsApp one is really scary because it's catching so many people out. Yeah. And what do you what do you do? Do you just it does everything go through the bank? I feel like the bank isn't responsible always for this. This is what frustrated me about Uber. It's like you have a responsibility to make sure your app is secure. The bank is only the money part of it, yet the bank is basically has to do all the work. Yeah everything comes back on us it doesn't really matter who's at fault or what's happened or what's been hacked always comes back to the bank yeah exactly well that's what i'm learning but that's what the bank is there for it's to protect people it's to educate them it's to like keep them safe right if they can't get that from their bank they're not banking the right bank 
Oh, exactly. They owe, they owe you that much. Like, you're right. Absolutely. That's just being decent, like, and taking care of people. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I've definitely learned something from this situation, but I do think that it wouldn't have happened had I not been in, had I not had the, the bad day that I had. I probably would have mm-hmm. been thinking more clearly, but that's, I think that's what they're banking on is it's a numbers game. I think if it was just a normal day that nothing had happened, you wouldn't have clocked. So you wouldn't have given it out and you would have been like, hold on a second. Why are they asking me for a code? They've never asked me for a code before. Why can't I see them on the app? Like you had other things going on in your head that you were just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And that's what happens with people. They'll, they'll catch people off guard and they'll be like, oh, that's what happens. That's how they catch people. Yeah, it is exactly that. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't have otherwise, like, but probably not. I don't think so. It is crazy. Yeah, crazy. And I, I don't think I'll do it again. <laughs> You're like, I hopefully won't do it again. <laughs> no promises. No, just kidding. So we don't share codes. We don't do that. We make sure we're talking to the real people before we send money. <laughs> we don't talk to strangers. And we make sure we're... <laughs> we don't talk to strangers on weird apps like Uber. And Uber is canceled. Uber is canceled. You... Like, I was so loyal to them. Like, I spend so much money on Ubers. And you're going to keep me out, locked out of my account. Like, that was a financial revenue stream for you. Uh And I told them as soon as it happened, like I, like you said, like they take advantage of you when you're in distress and you're not in the right frame of mind. But I told them a few hours later, you need to lock this or they will continue to take money out. You will continue to lose money. Oh, oh, that's handled by experts. Oh no, I can't do that. Oh, that'll be in 48 hours. In 48 hours. They could they they could do so much in forty eight hours. They could be in Australia in forty eight hours. <laughs> yeah, well, and actually, you know what's funny? When the the Swiss franc charges came out, I was like, "Yeah, how am I supposed to get on a plane?" I was in Toronto. You know that because I called an Uber from Toronto. In less than eight hours, the flight to Switzerland is. I wouldn't have been able to get there in that amount of time, and be in two places at once. So clearly, this Swiss franc charge is suspicious. Yeah. Joanne, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) But that's scams. But I also want to talk about some big things that are going on in life. And I've never dropped this bombshell yet. So you're the first person to know. And now all the syrup spillers. By the way, I hope you syrup spillers enjoyed that. I hope we I hope we spilled that syrupy tea. Ryan's misfortune. Yeah. I hope I hope someone got a bit of a laugh out of us. Yeah, literally, I do. I really do hope that. But my announcement is is I'm I'm leaving Canada and I'm moving to Belfast. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Which is a big change because to leave a country that you've grown up in your whole life and go live somewhere else is kind of scary and I'm kind of nervous but I also think that the change is good getting outside your comfort zone is good and I'm just telling this story because a lot of people might not know the reasons why like 
and you made a move from where you lived. So that's why I wanted to tell you first, because I feel mm-hmm. like you know best. Well, well, we did discuss it in our first podcast, you know, right. the fact that I have moved and I was like kind of talking about friendship can be like family and stuff. I very, I feel very much like H3, H3 podcast being like family, family, <laughs> <Yeah>. family. <laughs> Do you know that one? <laughs> yeah. It's giving me family vibes. Um, but yeah, um, my words are they gone. They escaped me. Yeah, they always escape me, me and my thoughts. The lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> but it is, it's a lot. Like, I I just feel like, to be honest, for anyone that's thinking about it or that doesn't understand why someone would do that, I think just talking from the Canadian perspective about it, Canada is not affordable. Mm-hmm. Not in major metropolitan areas like toronto and vancouver and there is a housing crisis going on like and the word crisis is appropriate and i don't think i think people are some people are in denial about it i think some people just don't acknowledge it i think that it's gotten so bad that you have houses that are selling for 1.2 million that have doubled in value in the last couple of years from what they were priced at. And I just think I want more space. And so I'm willing to, thankfully I have these opportunities because I'm able to go to the UK without a visa. So that was a big factor in being like, let's try something new. True. Plus um, it's very much, I feel like, the prices, the the prices of housing in like Canada is very much like pink elephant in the room. Like nobody talks about it, but it's insane. Like what pow- the prices of houses in Canada are just insane for what they are. Like they're not worth it. Yeah, and even like, even just the I'm sure the maintenance of owning a home. Like I I want to own a home in the next few years. You own a home mm-hmm. currently. Like mm-hmm. even if you are able to afford a house, the the cost of owning a home is on you Mm -hmm. like things like maintenance and things so how does that how has that factored into like your life as far as like are you like super good with finances like do you just learn this along the way like owning a home is just a natural progression in like adulthood like oh no it's like a big like shock to the system Mm -hmm. like I knew it was it's a big responsibility and stuff but like when something breaks I have to fix it. There's no landlord that I can call because I am the landlord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if the if the boiler breaks, at her. I'd be fixing it. Nobody else. <laughs> oh my god! Do you know what I was thinking of? You know about fucking TikToks that are like, uh, "Can I speak to the manager?" And they turn around and be like, "I am the manager." That's you, but but if you were the you're the landlord, literally the manager. That's me. You're looking at her. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's nice though in terms of like decorating and stuff because you can just do whatever you want. Like no one can say anything to you. There's no like anxiety over like, oh, will I get my re- lease renewed? Is the price of my rent going to go up next year? What can I do? I need like, there's so many different things that you have to factor in when you're renting. Like for example, like where you live, you don't have any outdoor space whatsoever and you're up like in a 
skyscraper. Like I couldn't cope with that. I'm on the third floor of my house right now, and I'm like, Jesus, it's very, it's very, it's very high up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it it is. I've been in your house, and it's a trek oh, to go up. Don't. That's my that's my exercise for the day. Done and dusted. Ten k steps. How are you? Like just go up the stairs three <laughs> times. Done. <laughs> Literally, you can get your steps in. Hundred percent. But I love the staircase. I think it's so classy. It is, to be fair. The, the, uh-huh. the hallway is probably my favorite room of the house, as ridiculous as that sounds. It just looks so cool. <laughs> it oh, it does. And I just I like the idea of having a home. Like I could compromise and say, okay, if I wanted to stay in Toronto, I would probably be best suited for a condo just based on the price and based on that compromise. But even condos are they'll go for eight hundred thousand. And you're like Drop in the ocean. Pardon you. Pardon you. <laughs> Drop in the ocean. <laughs> okay. I want to be rich. So then that would not be a concern whatsoever. I would just buy it. Mm-hmm. But that isn't the reality that we live in. And I think for our generation, especially here, it might be different there because I feel like Housing is going up everywhere. It's like a global issue, but it's particularly an issue here that people call Toronto, New York, like, but it's not New York, it's Toronto. But the fact that it's gotten to that level is like ridiculous. Like that's insane. Yeah. And nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah. There's no like, um, what do they have in New York when it's like, is it subsidized renting where like you can't, they can't, they freeze the price of rent, rent controls. Oh, like- Rent controlled, yes. Yeah, there's nothing like that. No, not it, for us. Like in, we don't no. have it either. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not a thing. Um, like down, like if I was living in Southern Ireland, there'd be no way in, in hell that I'd be able to afford a house. Like it's the same crack. Houses are just skyrocketing price. It's just mad. Like all my friends from home, none of them have houses because they can't afford it. And it's horrible. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're like the the middle generation that all the bad things happen to. And we don't get anything good from that. No. Well, we we missed out on like living in Toronto is out of the question for us, for this generation. But even like, I think people think like, oh, just move outside of the city. But which is, uh, that's a compromise. And if you're able to do it, you're still not getting as much bang for your buck as you used to. Like it's still a different world. Like it doesn't matter where you go. The prices are high now. And so do, are we just not, are we just okay with not owning a home? That's just okay for people. Like that used to be the marker of like success that a lot of other adults say that it is, but apparently it's not important enough. I think it's which the, is kind of sad. I think it's the culture, like in the likes yeah. of um Sweden, Switzerland, stuff like that. Um, those kind of like European countries up there, <laughs> up there. Yes. Nor- but like Literally. Norway, Finland, Sweden, like owning a house is not the norm. They're very much into like renting, and like I think it's kind of like a generational wealth kind of gap thing, where like the idea that you need to have a house so you can pass it down to like the younger generations that seems to be our society whereas their society is completely different everybody rents and if you owned a house it's out of the norm so it's yes kind of, it's kind of what you grow up as and what's normalized in society yeah that's a very good point actually that's true and renting 
to be fair, is not always a bad thing. It just depends on your circumstances. Like it's not, it, it's not like you're not less because you choose to rent, but I feel like renting is a convenience in that you don't, you're not on the hook for these sort of maintenance fees that we discussed earlier, but rent is going up too. Like, mm-hmm. so you're giving, you're throwing more of your money away, like e- even more like, and then, it, and then bizarrely, I think rent came down in 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 comparison to buying which is usually historically renting was higher because you were renting so the the convenience of renting you were paying for that but so i feel like the benefits of renting are not great as in there's no way to if you want to have an asset and honestly like i also think that a generation and i will call them out and say that decided that having an asset and growing it that it should be that it should just grow over time. And that's totally okay. It's totally okay for me to own this house and it can double and triple in value and quadruple in value because that's just fine because then I, that's my asset and I earned it. Well, no, you didn't, you didn't buy a house to make this much profit off of. That was not the intention here, but it is what it's become. So they don't want to take that away from them. And they'll lose that equity. They don't, they just are not willing to do it. So until that changes, then we will have that. But maybe I'm going to have to move to Sweden then. Boomer vibes. <laughs> Boomer vibes. You know what I'm thinking about? Ikea. Are that you? That's, that's Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. The meatballs. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. That's have you tried I'm... the plant-based meatballs? No. Oh my God. They're so good, Ryan. You need to try them. I'm, I got to try yeah. Or the veggie hot dog. Have you had the veggie hot dog? No. Oh, Ryan, get yourself to Ikea. Get yourself a bag of frozen plant-based uh, meatballs and get yourself a veggie hot dog. They are great. I need to because honestly, sometimes the thought of a hot dog actually grosses me out, like a meat one. So I think for certain things like that, a veggie one will actually be pretty good. Are you still on your plant-based journey? Oh, she's hit some roadblocks. <laughs> she always I, does, but veganism is hard. Like it, it's hard, and honestly, I see like TikToks of like these cute cows, and I'm like, I am actually sick and evil for eating this beef. Like, but it doesn't look like an animal when I eat it. Yeah, like. That. But if it looked like it, that then I wouldn't eat it. It's what's that? There's literally such an amazing documentary on Netflix, and it's about the dairy industry. And it was literally what turned me vegan because I was like, you never thought about like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it really put me into perspective on the dairy industry and how like evil it is. Like we are literally drinking baby milk for cows. It's not. It's yeah. not for humans. It's pumped full of hormones. And oh, it's just no. We don't need it. Well, we're not we're not growing calves, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, and so I think that's fair to point out. But we just grow up drinking it, or we did. I don't really drink. Like I would not nowadays pour myself a glass of milk. Yeah. And drink it. I would not. I I put milk in things like coffee. But sometimes I use like the 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 dairy free alternatives as well. But sometimes I don't. I still sometimes buy milk. Like even like for like certain recipes, like you know those like sidekicks 
Do you guys, do you guys have those in uh, NI? No, you know, like the, sidekick. You put like it's like noodles with like that you like you you usually you put it in a pan. Sometimes they're with water, but some. Oh, sorry, they're canor. You know canor? No. Nor, not canor. Canor. <laughs> <laughs> Nor, like I always call it Kanor. That's wrong. I'm gonna get K N O R. Nor, yeah. Nor, yeah. So the noodles. So sometimes the recipe calls for milk because it's like a it's like a creamy sauce with the noodle. So what am I supposed to do? Use all like plant based yeah. dairy? I guess yeah. Oh, people sh- be like yeah. Oh, that's milk. what you do. Yeah. Oat milk, but I'm like, but it doesn't taste the same. You get used to the thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll convert you. Things. I'll make you some vegan dishes when you come over. This okay. Is, this is a vegan household. Yeah, so in October. That's right. So, yeah, I will be there. There even, Ryan, we even have, you'll die because I know how much you love this. We have a, now a vegan version of dairy milk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am impressed. Like, that's one reason alone to move to Northern Ireland. Like, the fact you'll have Terry's chocolate orange and dairy milk. Because the chocolate in Toronto is absolutely disgusting. Sorry, not sorry. Like, it tastes oh, awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not the same at all. No. Chocolate over there is, like... Heaven. So good. <laughs> it's it, And the selection is so good. It's, I don't know, yours just tastes sour. It has this really sour aftertaste. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's real milk that they use or real something. The the ingredients are not fresh. It's the milk, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to the selection of biscuits and chocolates and crisps. The crisps are better over there too. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like we don't have, like we have Lay's, yes, Mm -hmm. but like, like Walker's is... Which I think that's the Lay's equivalent. Yeah. But I also like Tato is really good. Like, we don't have Tato over here. And Hunky Dory's. And Hunky... Oh, definitely we don't have Hunky Dory. <laughs> yeah. That's sour cream and onion. Oh, the best. Dab on that. So good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'd eat the whole bag. Like, done. Easily. Done and done. Share a bag. Share yeah. with who? Me, myself, and I. That's who's ha- who I'm sharing with. <laughs> you deserve it. Because you work hard and you need good snacks. Like... Why am I going to have a snack if it tastes bad? Like, No, like, not happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Owen and I had the... Do you know, do you remember when you were in Canada, the no-name brand? Yes. I don't know if you... We had, like, the no-name sour cream and onion, like, rings. Like, they're, like, the rings. And Owen's like, do these taste... Do they... Does something with these taste weird? Does this taste, like, off to you? And I'm like, yeah, it does. And I'm like, like, it just didn't have flavor. Like, you know, like, it just... They were definitely defective. Like, they were definitely a bad batch or something. Like, it just did not taste right. So I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, why... Like, why would I want this when I can have Hunky Dory? Just once you go back, you're never going to go back, like, too good, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. But you'll die. One of the town, one of the restaurants in town. Shout out to Bootleggers, best taco place in Belfast. They do poutine fries. Oh, yeah. So you can get a taste of home. Yeah, and Tim Hortons. We've two Tim Hortons. Oh, I'll definitely be going to the Tim Hortons. Oh no, there's actually three of them. They've opened a new okay. one. So yeah, you can get your Tim Hortons fix. The nice. menu isn't as extensive 
but we still have it. Yeah. Well, honestly, I was there once and it was pretty close to the actual thing. Like, you're not missing too much. Like, the service was pretty decent. I I think I had an ice cap and it was good. Do they do creamer though? Do we do creamer? I don't know if we do or not. I don't have drink coffee. That's a good question. I'm trying to remember. I, I think, think so. Tim's does. Oh, does it? I think I think well, the ice cap, I mean, what else is in an ice cap besides that liquidy the coffee concentrate or whatever liquid slush thing that they put in but it tasted like the same but yeah you're right normally you guys don't like half and half is not a thing yeah as much we 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 don't know her half and half is like is a curry it's the chinese curry half it's half curry half rice (laughs) that's true that is true oh my gosh that would be good too you know what i'm I'm thinking of a three-in-one yeah chips rice and curry and then a foreign yeah. one is when you get chicken at it. But we don't say that up here. That's Southern. Oh, okay. So they call oh, them, they literally call them half naffs. <laughs> oh, do they? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's different. Well, this is all exciting. All this food that I have to try. No. Oh my God. You're like, your series will be so much like more extensive when you come over because you can try all the different places and all the different look local specialities orla that's the idea you're you're talking straight from the soul of my brain (laughs) because that's what i want i must send you there's this guy on insta and if i find his page i will send it to you like he's a belfast blogger but he just does food solely and you would love it oh nice yeah do send me that i love that he tries all the different mad foods i'm gonna actually try and find him while we're still on the line so you can have a look live on air yeah um no that's not him (laughs) you can continue while i'm while i'm looking for him yeah no awesome well i just wanted to say that i'm super excited to see you in person then and Hopefully you're able to come visit over here at some point before we make that big move. And, you know, if something big changes and we run into the lottery and we, we win the lottery and we get this amazing opportunity and maybe we would reconsider, but I think the universe needs to hear that we're not happy with the current situation in order for it to give us a message to stay. And I actually don't know if it will. I think it's telling us to, I think it's going to tell us to go. So I, you know, this is where, you know, it's just like live life and take advantage of opportunities. And I'm so excited to be back on Spillin' and doing new episodes again. And this is a Canadian lifestyle podcast and where we spill the syrup, we spill the tea. So I know y'all want the tea. So stay tuned for more topics in the coming weeks where we are going to spill some tea and we have some great guests and great topics lined up that you will find interesting, I hope. And I'm also want to say that I know that supporting a podcast financially is not uh, attainable for a lot of people. So if you could do something that would be so meaningful to me is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that will drive the algorithm up and more people will see the podcast. So 
thank you so much for anyone that's already done that and all your continued support. Yes, like, share, comment, guys. It doesn't cost anything to leave a review or share an Insta page or share a post or screenshot that you're listening to the potty on your Insta story. <laughs> yes, I am. That's right. <laughs> I am his momager. Yes. <laughs> funny. This is what we need. 100% funny story, guys. Back, origin backstory for the podcast. It was actually moi that thought of the name of the podcast. So, yeah, I'm definitely the number one spiller oh yeah i forgot about that that's absolutely right i can't believe that i forgot to even say that since now but yeah you're right (laughs) it's okay don't worry us momagers were just in the background being supportive little moms yeah it was you knew the exact vibes all along like that's where it started so that and it's a great name and i love it and other people love it too so Thank you so much for that. I mean, it's fair to say you're right about the momager thing, but like nothing that's like anything that's remotely like creative. It's not just one person that's behind it ever. It's a team. It always is. 100%. Doesn't matter who you are. You always got to have a momager. (laughs) (laughs) You do. Chris Jenner over here. The Irish Chris Jenner. (laughs) Katrina Jenner (laughs) oh my gosh true (laughs) oh my god I'm thinking of Irish names yeah yeah Katrina I suppose well what okay Koch Koch Jenner (laughs) oh that's definitely um um authentic I love that Koch O Jenner or Mac Jenner I'd have to give her an O or a Mac somewhere Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an O, or an O something, an O Jenner. Yeah, that's what I was saying. O Jenner, a oh, Mac Jenner. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Caught Joe Jenner in the house. <laughs> would you Would you wear the Would you wear the wig or would you just rock the Sinead? I feel like it's more authentic if you just rocked the bald. Honey, I'll wear any wig you want. <laughs> true. true. I, I do have a Kim Kardashian black hair wig. I could be a car a car Jenner, hundred percent. You could. I knew it. I had a feeling when I said that. I'm like, I bet you that Orla has a, a wig that matches Chris Jenner. But we can get a Chrissy wig. 100%. Maybe. Maybe for next Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Because next Halloween, that's when we're going to be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We could do like a family themed Halloween outfit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. That's so fun. Well, Orla, thank you so much for being on Spillin' again and sharing your presence and your your charisma and your enthusiastic your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent with everyone. No, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back and I love spilling the syrup with you. I love spilling the syrup with you too. And syrup spillers, thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned for more episodes, weekly episodes coming oh, soon. Yeah, love that for you. Yeah. We got the demand, baby. We love a progressive queen. <laughs> booked, we do. Booked and busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, two things that I'm I love to see. I love me a booked. <laughs> And goodbye. Bye.